to avoid saying, what did I do? After saying I do, starts with every step you take now as a single person, whether you are dating or not in a relationship at the moment, or whether you are engaged and about to be married. Every step counts. And this podcast is about taking the right steps. It's about helping you do the right thing through biblical rules that have worked for many in the past and still works and will always work. Welcome to the Jackie Talks podcast where we talk real life and real love. I hope you enjoy every bit of it. Learn as much as you can and share with your friends. Hello, it's Jackie and I'm back again this week and I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> Thank you for your feedback again and again and again. Um, it's so good to know that you're listening, you're playing, you're learning, um, even from this podcast. I particularly dedicated this podcast to singles as my special way to be able to teach and reach out to as many singles all over the world. And I'm happy that it's happening gradually. And I trust you to keep sharing and telling your friends about it as well. And before I dive into the question or the topic for today, I've got a question from the last episode and i really like that thank you so much guys for sending your questions thank you for engaging um the question today is jackie i hear you um online dating apps can be dicey um as a christian single we don't do the work for god i hear you um but she says jackie can i be led to actually join a christian dating app and probably meet the one for me there um, is it possible that God could say that? Oh, and I want to dive in because you say it is possible that God can say anything. You know, um, God can say and lead his children anywhere and, um, you know, anyhow, you know, anytime. And I I mean, I, I, I know that personally. I've experienced that with him. Um, and I keep experiencing that, you know, um, his ways are unsearchable. He, you can't, you can't predict him, you know, he's a sovereign King. He can lead you anywhere. And so it's brilliant for me that you're asking me that, because then that means that you have a relationship with God. He speaks to you. He guides you. So it's very possible that God could say to you, uh, um, let me use my name, Jacqueline, or you could just give and just say, go and sign up on this app. He could. It's possible that, you know, the one he has destined for you to marry or the one, you know, that you marry is right there on that app and he has, he's going to orchestrate your path to meet him, you know, or her. So it's very possible. Uh, I'm not going to come here and say to you um, um, that, you know, you can't meet or you, I mean, God can't direct you to an unknown. That's why I started the last episode telling you that, you know, online dating sites are um, a product of you know, the blessing called technology. So it was my way of letting you know that in all fairness, in itself, it's not a bad thing. Um, It's a platform. And that's why I also shared with you that there will always be an intermediary place for meeting people, you know, and um, something that leads to one person meeting another person. It could be a party. It could be a church service. It could be a carnival. It could be a, a, a fellowship meeting. It could be a bus ride. It could be anything, an interview. It could be anything, you know, and that's why I, I, you know, I said all of those things, um, leaving you to be able to decide if this is something you want to do or not. But, um, 
if God leads you to do so, then by all means do it. If God had told me, or, you know, go and sign up on this particular app, um, I would definitely go in there right away without holding back. Oh my God. <laughs> I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even bother once I'm clear is the one leading me. Um, and of, of course I know that he would lead me to the one for me. Um, even when I get into the app, so I wouldn't just go and start checking out everybody. No, he would lead me. He will make things happen, you know? So yes, please. I, I hope this has helped. Um, and I hope this answers your question. Um, you can go back to that episode again and listen to what I said about, you know, the advantages and disadvantages and about how to go about it, um, you know, if you have to use it. Um, yes, I hope that helps. So let's dive in today. Today, the topic is a very funny one. It's like an instruction. Topic is don't go ahead with a marriage decision if, <laughs> if, don't go ahead to marriage decision if number one you have a physical evidence of them cheating on you even if it is two hours to the wedding ceremony yes don't don't i i hope that you know we have gotten to the point where we can you know choose what is right choose ourselves you know, a lot of people got married, putting themselves on the back burner, you know, almost like they have to just do this thing. So even when it doesn't please them, you know, they, they're going for it. I, a story comes to mind, you know, um, a guy who said, oh, she, he, sorry, he ran into a text, you know, um, a message, a message on his um, fiance's phone where she was telling the man, you know, that, um, another man rather that, um, it's too late now. If you had told me you wanted to marry me, then maybe I won't be marrying, you know, the man I'm about to marry. You know, he stumbled on it. He saw it. That really offended him because he felt, oh my God, she, someone else is even asking her to marry. And she's even saying, you know, um, if he had said it earlier, but he still went on to marry her. And of course, um, it's been a very turbulent marriage for them. You know, um, they've broken up, um, you know, uh, because the foundation is faulty. Um, um, you don't you don't patch things up because it's two minutes to the wedding. It's okay. Call off the wedding. Put yourself first. Love yourself. You know, beyond even loving yourself, when you get married, you actually do that, you know, in covenant with God. So you bring God into a union. You have to make sure that by all means, on your own physical level, you are doing everything possible to make sure that you don't tarnish the institution called marriage. You don't also make a mess of the covenant you take with God. So if you know that you're about to get married somebody who you're who who is cheating on you or who has been flirting with someone else, even though they're about to get married to you in two days, in one week, in two months, you have to make you have to, you know, step on the brakes. Step on the brakes because you owe God to do well with your marriage. So if you see a reason or something that will not help you do well, even before you get married, please step on the brakes. No sentiments when it comes to marriage. It's a lifelong affair. It's a marathon. It's not um, a hundred meter race. No, it's a marathon. You're going, 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 going. It's for the long haul. One of the things I always teach, you know, um, to my pre-married, um, my, my, my pre-married couples or my, you know, my pre-marriage program, my coaching program for singles who are engaged. Um, I always say to them that you have to think of your future. 
Think of the kind of life you want to live. Think of your children. Think of the fact that this person is about to be a mother or a father to your child. You know, and you want to ask, is this kind of person I want to father my child, to mother my... You have to think in those terms beyond the, you know, surface things that we think about. So if you have a physical evidence of them cheating, um, even if it's two hours to the wedding, please don't go ahead. Step on the brakes, even if it's for 30 minutes, even if it's to pull them into a room and talk about it, you know, and if possible, clear the air if you can there and then, you know, get people. I don't know if you can clear the air in one or two hours on such an issue. If you think you can, good. If you cannot, by all means, put it on hold. All of these sentiments of oh, how much we spent for the party, just for cheating, just for cheating. Many, many marriages are in dangerous states now because one spouse is cheating on the other. Adultery is terrible. It's terrible. It's almost like bringing a curse into the union. That's another topic for another day. So it is worth it. Your happiness is worth it. Your peace of mind is worth it. Mm, it's worth the millions and the thousands, you know, depending on the currency that you may have deposited for that wedding. It is worth it. It's not a do or die affair. And I want my singles to always know that. All right. Another thing is don't go ahead with a marriage decision if you're hoping that he or she will change after marriage. So if you have certain things, certain things you see in them at the moment and you're saying, oh, I'm hoping that he will change when we get married. I'm hoping that she will change when we get married. Oh, please, please step on the brakes. There's nothing like that. And I'll tell you in simple words, because the truth of the matter is, um, marriage actually is a revealer. Marriage actually opens up the bigger version of who a person is to you. Yes. Oh, yes. It's like an onion. You know, when you have an, a, a bulb of onion, um, you keep opening the layers. You pin the first layer, the second layer. The th That's how it is when you get married. So if you're already seeing one, two, three things that are not comfortable with you, you already know, oh, I don't like this. Oh, this is not, I don't feel comfortable with this. Oh, I feel, I feel pressed with this. I feel uncomfortable. I, I'm not sure, you know, it is, it's breaking my heart. Ah, please take a break. Step on the brakes. Don't go ahead on my decision. Again, no sentiments. Please, you know, by all means, um, get clarity. By all means, resolve as much as you can. Don't, don't um, postpone the resolution of some red flags into your marriage or after marriage. No way. Resolve them as much as you can now. If they are exposed to you, there's a reason you are seeing them. If you're not comfortable with them, there's a reason you're not comfortable with them. Don't ignore it. All right. So third one is don't go ahead to marry decision if you have noticed violence tendencies. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously, don't do this to yourself. I beg you, don't do this. Um, the other day I was watching um, Skinny Girl in Transit. I love it. I watch it every Friday, even though I don't get to watch it on Friday. Sometimes I'm watching it on Sunday or Monday because I can't keep up. There's a lot going for me. But I watch Skinny Girls in Transit and I love it. It's on YouTube. You should watch it if you're a single. A few things to learn. Well, you know, if you're single, maybe, you know, um, you should watch it. Um, a few things to learn. Yes. But at the moment, the character called Shalewa is um, dating a guy who is violent and he's tried to hit her like two or three times and she has gone back to him because he comes back begging with flowers and um, gifts and he's always saying, I'm sorry. And he says, oh, please hit me back. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Hit me back. And I'm thinking, how do you not know that this is how a man is formed? Like this is how he's fashioned. He's a violent man. How do you think that it's just a mistake? It's not a mistake. 
it's not a mistake. It's just that something is wrong with the way the man has been wired. And that thing needs to be undone before you go ahead and marry such a man. Please. He needs to be dealt with. He has anger issues. You understand? He doesn't respect the other, you know, you or, you know, the opposite sex. You know, and I remember a particular speaker during one of the saying I do conference, which I convey um, by the grace of God. And he said, why don't you see those men who beat their wives or those women who beat their husbands sometimes? Why don't you see them step up to a soldier, you know, or a policeman with a gun? They won't because they know that they, they would deal with them. So what they're doing is they're just abusing someone who they think that they can overpower, you know? So please don't go ahead with a marriage decision, um, you know, if you notice violence tendencies, if you notice that they're also controlling, you know, so they want to they wanna tell what you should be doing at a particular time. They want to be in charge of your life, who you should not talk to, who you should... I mean, I, I have cases, uh, you know, I work with marriages and couples. Uh, you, 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 you don't want that, really. And that's because um, marriage or being a husband is not about being in control of that person's life. That's not what it's about. Just like being a wife is also not being in control of your husband's life. No. So you must be able to tell yourself, okay, if I'm seeing these signs now, then I need to take, you know, um, um, steps backwards. Sometimes it's, it's not even, um, um, physical violence. Sometimes it's emotional abuse, financial abuse. If you see these, don't go ahead, take a break and review it. See if you can get help. See if you can get things restored. If not, please feel free to walk away. Again, marriage is not a do or die affair. And I'm saying these things because you see these things a lot in marriages, in some marriages now. And you wonder, how did you get there? How did you not know to stop? How did you not know to pull out? Okay, so somebody is being emotionally abusive. They, they, I mean, something comes to mind, you know, an example of... Um, um, yes, a, a husband saying to his wife, you're so dumb, you're not even intelligent, that's why you can't get a job. I mean, that's emotionally abusing someone. That's, that's, I don't know, you know, how do you speak to someone like that? You know, so I've heard of couples who they abuse each other, they even abuse their families, their siblings, you know, all sorts. You know, I've heard of couples where, you know, my spouse is dangerous, you're so ugly, you're so fat. No, you don't do that. You should be careful. You can't live with that kind of abuse. You can't live with that, those kind of words day in, day out. You have to think about it. You're going to wake up to this person every day. Is this what you want to wake up to every day? You're going to go to bed with them. You're going to eat in the same house with them. Do you see? You can't. You step on the brakes. Okay? Step on the brakes if you realize that they also have tendencies to be selfish or to be financially abusive. When I say financially abusive, people don't understand that abuse is not just emotions and verbal and... Um, and um and domestic it can also be financial yes it can even be spiritual you know and that's another topic for another day but please step on the brakes if you notice any form of abuse for financial abuse is that person who probably wants to manage your finances or doesn't give you access to money when you need it it's uh, the list is long but that's just two examples of financial abuse step on the brakes because money is a big deal in marriage and you're not if you're gonna you know um deal with me like a child or like a, so, uh, someone you have to punish with money, then I don't think you should be with me. No, you shouldn't. You know, that's another example, okay? So don't go ahead with the marriage decision if you don't share same values. You don't have to be the same people. You don't have to have the same personality. You don't have to, 
have the same job or passions, you know, but you must have the same values. So when we say values, what are the things that guide the principles that guide the way you behave, you know, honesty, transparency, um, you know, uh, um, are you both seeking heaven? Are you, you know, you have to have the same values. You know, you can't be on two ends of life. You know, one person is okay with bribery and corruption. One person is okay with flirting. One person is okay with um, um, loose talking and um, clubbing at night and all of that. And the other person is saying, no, I don't do that. And, and you want to get married. So where, how are you going to be able to, you know, meet each other halfway? How? Because he already, you, he's already saying, oh, I want to go clubbing every Friday with the boys. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, and you are saying, no, we don't, I don't do that. So why are you trying to think of getting, why? Why are you trying to get, think of getting married? If you think you'd rather go for vigils or go for meetings, you, you don't go to the club, you're not that kind of person. What are you trying to do? So please share the same values. Values of, you know, raising children, financial values, spiritual values, um, core values of life you will see that every organization has values. And that's why when they even want to recruit, they look out for those values in people they're recruiting. It's that, it's that, it's, it's that serious. All right. Um, also, don't go ahead um, if you haven't had pre very good pre-marriage counseling. And all one of them is saying, or one of you is saying, it's not necessary to go or to have pre-marriage counseling. Yet you're having serious conflicts and differences. Don't, don't go ahead. Don't go ahead. Don't go ahead. It's quite unfortunate that we don't have um, the authorities um, making important pre-marriage counseling, pre-marriage training, pre-marriage coaching, the way education, you know, is being um, emphasized everywhere. You know, it's very sad because we go to uni, we go to university, we go to secondary school, we go to primary school because we want to try and get a career, you know, we want to have a, a beautiful career, run a great business, you know, and we know that that business is not going to be on for the rest of our lives. At some point you would retire. And that's what I always say. You would retire at some point, whether as a doctor, a lawyer, um, a business tycoon, you would retire. You're probably not going to run the business till the last day you die, but you're going to be married to the last day you die. Do you see? And so I feel like, why don't we go to proper two-year schools, training on how to be married and married well, how to stay happily married, how to have a thriving marriage. So if you want to even get into, you want to get married and you are not going for pre-marriage counseling, and I'm not just saying anyone where you're just ticking the box and you just read something from, from a book to you and just go through, or you're just doing it because you have to get married in a church. I'm talking about proper pre-marriage counseling that opens you up, opens your eyes up to your partner's personality. You talk about everything possible. For example, the pre-marriage counseling program that I run for my singles, you know, my engaged couples, is so exhaustive. Like, so detailed and i think i rec i would recommend it to you don't I, I i mean you should come get it if you're about to get married the testimonials are on my instagram page you'd see it if you go and check you know and it's always mind-blowing that every couple you know find out so much more about themselves after their sessions and they are so you know blown away with how much more they know how equipped they are to now you know going to them they're so confident they're more confident than when they came they're like wow we have we can do it you know and they also know that they, they can't afford to fail and they're equipped to to run with it you know successfully a good pre-marriage counseling program is very very important all right don't go ahead um, with a married decision if you have never had discussions about the future. 
You have never had talks about kids, location, finances, roles in the home, expectations. These are things that we will talk about if you come on my pre-marriage counseling um, program. But if you've never had such discussions, you shouldn't be talking about marriage. I mean, you shouldn't be getting ready to get married. You should, this is a conversation you should be having. You should have had before you even thought of saying yes to the person. Yes. You should, I mean, you should, you should have some sort of answers to these questions. Those are part of the things that you would consider say, okay, yes, I want to marry you, you know? All right. Um, one of the things I also always say is do not go ahead with a marriage plan if you know that you have um, accepted that marriage proposal um, for the wrong reasons, maybe for pressure, maybe because the person seems like a good catch or maybe because you think you will grow to love the person. I think you step on the brakes for that. If you are, if you have decided to marry someone because um you know there's so much pressure on you from the family everyone wants you to get married or all your friends are getting married uh -uh. i think that that's already a very wrong and faulty foundation um to build your your marriage on um i have a long list and i could go on and on but i'll leave you with the last one i recommend going through the four seasons of a year before you marry someone and so that means that at least date for one year you know and i say that with um with a, a whole lot of, um, you know, sincerity. And I know that people date for three months, six months, you know, and the days we live in now and they're good to go. Um, you know, it's not always about how long. And that's why I'm not saying one year, but I'm saying the four seasons of a year. So autumn, winter, um, spring and summer. Um, and that's just because life is in seasons and um, people would um, would sort of... There's a way we react in different seasons. And it would be nice to just see people in, you know, give enough time to see people um, show up at different times. That's what I mean with that. When I say, you know, I recommend you going through the four seasons of a year before marrying someone. So you don't believe. So it's not that I believe in how long or short a relationship is, but it's in how much time you have given to yourself to be able to see each other, to explore each other, to understand each other. Do you see? And so, um, sometimes the way someone behaves, maybe in January, is not the way they'll behave in June, July, or maybe in, you know, in December, just to just give yourself enough time to just see each other, you know, doing events, um, alone together in the midst of stress, in the midst of risk, in the midst of opposition, you know, you just want to see the different aspects and reaction. That's what that is about. So I feel like you should, you know, step on the marriage breaks if you haven't really had time to see them in the midst of different scenarios, you know, in the midst of their friends, in the midst of strangers. How are they? How do they behave? You know, and all of that. Um, and so it's just important to see people through the seasons of life, you know, and it can also mean seeing them um, through various challenges of their lives. So I think this has helped. I'm sure it has. I gave you about 10, you know, points um, and I hope this has helped you. Um, drop me a question as usual. You know, um, I will treat the question in the next episode or in the next one, depending on um, how many I get. And please remember to share this with your friends. I am interested in you having a beautiful thriving joyful marriage on purpose and that's why i do what i do and make sure that that is something you're telling yourself you want to have as well so that you can align and do the right things to give you the right results okay um until i share again please follow me on instagram find me on facebook um share with your friends and leave me a comment and i'll talk to you soon again cheers bye